Hey guys, Matt from the Excess Press Podcast here. Just want to give a quick disclaimer for this episode. Uh, I just wanted to share that since I work for Verizon, which also has a big partnership with Disney Plus, um, I just want to say that uh, all views and opinions of um, whatever I say in this episode are of my own and do not reflect uh, Verizon as a company. So yeah, just want to say that for some just like legalities. That's all it is. Uh, but yeah, so all views and opinions of Disney Plus and everything on it are my own. So all right, guys, thanks. Enjoy the episode. Travelers to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast. This is episode 128, and we are here for another episode of Disney Plus Talk. And of course, I'm joined with CJ from theweeklymouse.com. CJ, how you doing? Hey, Matt. Doing well. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. I was uh, just uh, doing some work on Christmas presents before this, and I'm a little stressed out, but I'm... It's okay. <laughs> uh, I'm just—it's the last thing I have to do before Christmas comes, so I'm I'm fine. Nice. But otherwise, I'm doing okay. I can't complain. Yeah. Yeah. I was really happy this this week with uh, the Mandalorian episode, which is me too. Yeah, I haven't had that in a while. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm excited to talk about that. But uh, mm-hmm. what's what's new with you? Anything anything good or no? Uh, very stressed over the holidays. <laughs> I I haven't done like half my shopping, so we're gonna figure it out in the last uh, week and a half here. Nice. Yeah, I made yeah. Sh- I made sure I got as much as I could done this past weekend because uh, I don't want to go out this upcoming weekend. Plus, I'm like pretty busy, so I was like, I don't I don't want to bother. So, uh, yeah, I think I think I'm I'm gonna be okay. Just a little stressful right now. But. Yeah. Yeah. But cool. So yeah, let's uh, let's talk. Let's dive right into some Disney Plus talk. I mean, I'll be honest. We usually do what we've been watching, but I haven't watched a lot on Disney Plus this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I watched the the Imagineering story. Uh, the final episode aired. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you did you catch that episode? You know, I watched like the first half of it, but I wasn't really paying attention. So I think I need to go back and and rewatch it. Okay. Yeah, it was actually, it was really good. I liked it a lot. Um, it, it dove into Shanghai Disneyland, which, I mean, I honestly don't know much about, but it's really cool what, like, how they thought about, like, the, the culture and uh, with that park, because, like, comparative to, like, Disneyland Paris or Euro Disney when it first opened, uh, they just kind of, it seemed like it was a rush job, of, mm-hmm. it seemed, and especially with the Walt Disney Studios Park, I think that's the second park over there that was like really rushed um mm-hmm. but like they really took their time with shanghai disneyland and really like bringing culture uh in into that so that was that was neat yeah and you know i've been thinking about that because uh you know i teach history and so i i think about culture and history and that kind of stuff a lot and i was thinking about the american parks and how i don't know 
I don't know if I'm going to explain this well. Like when they originally built uh, Anaheim and the Florida parks, I don't know if they were trying to cater to American crowds or if they were trying to cater to everybody. Um, and it seems like with Paris, I don't know if they were trying to cater to everybody or if they were trying to cater to American crowds. Like I, I don't know what the the difference was there. I mean, it didn't work because they didn't ca- they didn't cater to European crowds. But it was was it because they were catering to everybody or American crowds? And I don't know the answer to that. But um, in reflecting on that, what I thought was interesting was with the California the California Adventure Park, like they tried to make it all about California and it failed, and it's still suffering an identity crisis. And yet with the Asian parks, they try really hard to cater to local cultures, and it works really well. But it's not working with California Adventure for some reason. Um, so I don't know what they need to do with California Adventure to make it work, but um, interesting things to think about. Yeah, no, no, that's absolutely true. Yeah, they did that with Tokyo Disneyland and then, you know, Shanghai. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're completely right about California Adventure. I mean, it's just, it's turning into an IP park for the most mm-hmm. part. You got Pixar Place. Uh, what is it? Pixar Pier, I mean. Pixar Pier, yeah. Yeah, you got the Marvel Land coming in soon. You already got a bunch of Marvel stuff. Well, the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, mm-hmm. Mission Breakout. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's going to have to get a name change at some point. Right? Yeah, and, and maybe IP is what the American crowds want. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not I absolutely... I'm not in the marketing department at Disney, so I don't I have no idea. <laughs> no, I absolutely believe that's what people want. I mean, a lot of people want originality, but that's actually it seems like a pretty few few people. Like most people mm. want all that IP. They want what they know and love yeah. uh, in there. Um, I mean, nostalgia is such a big thing right now. So it's like whatever we can. Whatever they can get their hands on from the past, um, yeah. So I mean, the uh, you don't you don't see many like original rides going into uh, Walt Disney World or Disneyland. Right. I mean, anything that gets announced has some kind of IP attached. At mm-hmm. least I can't think of anything offhand that isn't an IP based. I mean, can you? That's that's not part of a an IP. I mean, the last things that I remember being built that weren't IP related was like when California Adventure opened in 2001, like Soarin' Over California didn't have anything. Uh, Grizzly River Run didn't have anything. Um, like Superstar Limo didn't have anything. <laughs> that was a disaster. <laughs> California Screamin' didn't have anything. But they, yeah. you know, they like shoehorned theming into California Screamin' by changing it to Incredicoaster. Um yeah, and I think, you know, I think rides like Soarin' Over California are fine without theming because it stands so well on its own. Without IP theming, it stands so well on its own. Um, and Grizzly River Run was kind of redone. It, it used to be like extreme whitewater rafting themed, and now it's like natural parks themed or national parks themed. Um, so they changed it a little bit, but it's still not tied into an IP. Uh, so the most recent example of like American parks that I can think of was, uh, 2001. 2001. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, um, yeah, I was trying to think of like anything recent, especially from like the past D23s, but, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, just, uh, just doesn't seem like it. So, yeah. But yeah, overall good episode. Uh, you had actually warned me that there were some spoilers for rise of the resistance, uh, cause they go over galaxy's edge. Uh, I pretty much I easily fast forwarded through it because like like as soon as I got to Galaxy's Edge I was like okay let me prepare to fast forward <laughs> uh, they they had mentioned it I'm like okay here we go I fast forward I think it's like five minutes it's like it's very towards the end of the episode but I fast forward through that part and I had no issue watching the episode so okay good to know because yeah. I'm like I'm iffy on if I want to watch the rest of it but no, maybe I you, will you absolutely can yeah there's just like I said, just get your remote ready when uh, Galaxy's Edge pops up. And like, so they kind of do a segue into it. And okay. Like, okay, here we go. And then I was, I it's like five minutes long and I and I was able to finish or just pass it. So perfect. Yeah, you're all good there. So no spoilers. Um, but otherwise, I've been trying to catch up with all the Star Wars films. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I watched uh, New Hope. Star Wars New Hope recently. Uh, that was a few days ago. Um, 
I feel like I'm not going to be able to finish. I have four left before uh, The Rise of Skywalker comes out, and I don't think I'm going to do it. I'm not, I'm not going to have time. I'm so busy. Yeah. Um, but that's that's pretty much the only other thing I've watched. Uh, I've, again, just uh, Rebels, same thing. Um, I just haven't. Oh, wait. When did I? When did I watch the Santa Claus? My wife and I watched the Santa Claus. Was that like, I think that was like two weekends ago, actually. Nothing about I might have mentioned it on the last episode. <laughs> but anyway, so that's that's pretty much all I've been watching. Uh, any, what about you? Um, Not a whole lot. We've just been so busy. We've thrown on a couple children-themed cartoons to keep my child entertained. But we did see that they added an Arendelle Castle Yule Log <laughs> that we kind of threw on there. Oh, really? Because, <laughs> yeah, we don't have a fireplace, so we got to find one on, like, Netflix or YouTube. But now Disney has their own, and it's Frozen-themed, so we threw it on the TV and watched, like, 20 minutes of it. <laughs> oh, neat. That's really That's kind of cool. I got to check that out. Yeah, um, I was, you know, I was expecting there to be like music or maybe like Olaf would walk by every now and then. But, you know, we've watched like 20, 30 minutes of it and nothing has happened. So it's kind of <laughs> boring compared to some of the other ones. But um, I appreciate that they're throwing their hat into the ring for the for the digital fireplace thing. Oh, I'm try- I'm on the website now. I kind of want to like look at it uh, real quick, but I can't I can't see it. Um, oh, they have the wonderful world of Disney magical holiday celebration. I guess that's like decorating the parks. Um, oh, wait, here it is. Arendelle Castle Yule Log. That's pretty neat. So. It's kind of peaceful to just have on the TV, you know, while you're yeah. doing whatever in the house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah, so that's Arendelle Castle Yule Log. Um, any, anything else you've been watching? Not really. It's We've been so busy. We just haven't had time. Okay, cool. I don't. So I don't know if you know the story behind this, but have you seen uh, the Frozen short Olaf's Frozen Adventure? I was. I saw that on Disney Plus, and I said, "My husband's going to want to see this. I'm not going to watch it till he's home." And then we just haven't had time. Okay. All right. So do you know like the the controversy uh, around that that short film? No. That surprises me because everyone loves Olaf. So. Okay, so it's it's not because of Olaf. So what happened was, so this is a short. You know how Disney and Pixar, they put shorts in front of their movies, like in the theaters? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So get you, do you know how long those shorts, take a guess like how long like those shorts usually are. Like what do you, what do you think this short would be? Like seven minutes, eight minutes. Yeah, right. Guess how, guess how long for Olaf's Frozen Adventure is. I'm going to go for like four minutes. It's 22 minutes. What? Yeah. No. It is that's, a t- like, that's like a TV show episode. Yeah. It is a 22 minute short. So this came out in front of Coco, I want to say. Uh, it was, I forget what came out in 2018. It was either Coco or Moana. I can't remember. Um, but it, so the short film came out in front of it and people were just like what is going on this is going on for way too long like people thought they were in the wrong movie they're like did we buy tickets for coco like i'm pretty sure that um that we're not supposed to be watching frozen like parents like were going out to the like theater management and complaining it's like hey like i don't know what this is but it's still going on and so like (laughs) yeah the the people were not warned that this was like a 22 minute short Um, yeah, so it was really funny when the time it came out, it was actually, it ended up getting pulled from theaters, um, because I remember when I, by the time I went to go, I think Moana was 2016, so it must've been, it must've been Coco. Um, but by the time I'm just saying Coco, just um, because I think it is, but by the time I went to go see Coco, it wasn't in theaters anymore. So I was like, oh, thank God I missed the, like the 22 minute short. I didn't have to worry about it. Um, but yeah, it was like a whole big deal. Um, uh, when it came, when it came out back then, so now that it's on Disney Plus, I think it just it was added maybe a couple weeks ago or something. Uh, mm-hmm. I do I do want to check that out. So that is uh, that's now streaming as well. But uh, I, th- I wanted to put that little fun fun fact. Wow, in there. that's crazy! I can't imagine little kids sitting through that and then sitting through a movie on top. Of that. I know, I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Wow. So. Uh, so yeah, so that is that. Um, they added a bunch of new movies recently. I know Thor Ragnarok was just added. So if you're a Marvel fan, uh, you can now stream that on Disney+. Plus. Um, and they're going to be adding The Last Jedi. If you're a Star Wars fan, that's coming out in like a few weeks. 
Um, but uh, I think that's I think that's kind of it. But yeah, any any other anything else that you've been watching or no? That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it for Disney Plus. Okay, cool. Oh yeah, I, they they just added a bunch of new of the Pixar shorts. So, oh good. Like Piper, that bird one. Did you ever see oh, Piper? Yeah. That's really yeah. cute. Uh, Bow, that was that was cute as well. Mm-hmm. The uh, Finding one of the Finding Nemo's. Um, it's called Lou. It was based on the character Lou from Finding Nemo, or Finding Dory. I think it was Finding Dory. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot. Oh yeah, Auntie Edna, where Edna Moe. <laughs> oh, the babysitter. Yeah, yeah, babysits Jack Jack. So um, there's a really great website. Uh, I'm gonna plug it here. It's called JustWatch.com. Um, I use it all the time on my like personal Instagram feed. I like post movies that I recommend, um, and I just see like and I and I always say like what what they're streaming on. Um, so I always, so they have Disney plus here. So I know what's like new to Disney plus or like what streaming app, or if you're ever like curious about like where a movie is streaming, you can just go to this, this, um, this website and it tells you exactly where it's streaming. So if you want to know, if you want to know where, um, like Thor Ragnarok is, you could just search it and it's like, Oh, it's cool. It's on, it's on Disney plus. So awesome yeah oh yeah coco like it says coco was actually just added the november 28th so that actually came up that wasn't there at launch so that's there now but yeah anyways i just wanted to give that a shout out as well so sweet yeah so is that uh, i think that's it otherwise we can move on over to the mandalorian now to do the featured review um yeah so let's start with that so this episode man i i love this episode oh i did too yeah, this was a really fun, like suspenseful episode. Yeah. Um. So this 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 episode was called the prisoner. Um. And now this is what we got another like adventure episode, just like an episodic tale. Didn't move like the background plot at all. It's just we got new characters coming in, and th- now we know exactly what the show is trying to be like. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I can't get mad at it anymore because mm-hmm. now I understand where it's going. I still think those couple episodes were a little iffy. Um, yeah. Especially last episode with uh, the, the, the other bounty hunter, Cato. Uh, Tato? I don't remember his name anymore. Toro. Toro. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, what, were, what, are your, what are your thoughts, uh, your overall thoughts on this episode? I wish every episode could be this exciting. Like, this is tied for first place for me with the first episode oh good okay yeah it was it was really really good i really enjoyed it but i'm still thinking that the end of the previous episode you know where the mysterious person walks up to the possibly dead body of the sniper yep Mm -hmm. like that that's still unsolved so i think we might come back to that at some point but for this episode this was awesome yeah, there's only two episodes left, so I hope these next two episodes like really set up like s- something's yeah like I kind of want to know I want it to bring us back to the beginning of the show and mm-hmm. deal a little bit more with Baby Yoda and like yeah. what's going on with him yeah um, and uh, but yeah so I actually so this episode was directed by um, I have his name I lost it. Uh, is Rick Fama? I, I butchered it last time. Rick Famayua. Uh, he actually directed episode two, and surprisingly, episode two was my favorite uh, mm. episode. Uh, so these are pretty much tied with um, uh, with like the best episodes of the season, and it happens just to be directed by the same exact episode um, or uh, same exact director. Um, but yeah, big fan. Uh, it was suspenseful. A lot of great characters in it. I think uh, there there was a lot of different genres throughout this episode. Um, maybe not a lot, but like there was action. I felt like it was like a little mm-hmm. bit of horror in this mm-hmm. episode, which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just uh, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah. And the music was really good too. Yeah, really, really good the whole time. I was like, "This is awesome!" I really, I really enjoyed everything about this episode. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely want to touch touch on the music as well. Um, 
but first, I, I want to say one thing because I, I, I was just reminded, as we mentioned, Baby Yoda. Um, I thought, so do you know who Anthony Daniels is? The guy who played C-3PO? Yeah, C-3PO, correct. Yes, yeah. okay, good. Yeah, so so he actually made a, a, a pretty interesting statement um, uh, this weekend, and he, he wants to, like, kind of... He wants to make sure that people aren't th- seeing Baby Yoda as just, like, some adorable fad. Uh, but mm. he means, like, a lot... He, he, it's a lot bigger in the Star Wars universe and that we should see him as more than that. Um, so I want to read a quote that he said because I, I find it really interesting and I want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, but Anthony D'Angelo says, quote, Ah, Baby Yoda, it had to happen. It had to happen just before Christmas. Baby Yoda <laughs> is the... Th- Baby Yoda is the thing, maybe the toy of the month, the year, whatever, whatever. Yoda is such an adored character created by Frank Oz. And obviously now we are looking back at origins. Do, do we need a smaller Wookiee? I don't know. I love the inventiveness with Star Wars, the creative inventiveness that Star Wars had fostered over the years, whether it's with the technicians or with fans. And of course, some of the fans now work on the movies because their abilities are so great. Baby Yoda is cute, uh, is cute, gorgeous, but I would warn the public that Baby Yoda is not just for Christmas. It's a responsibility, um, end quote. So he, he just wants to make sure that Baby Yoda is just not like a throwaway character um, that like people are just seeing as like the next big fad, like... Mm-hmm. We didn't make sure that he stands as I, I, mean, I don't want to use legend as a strong word, but we we just need to make sure that we see him much like much more than that. That he's really important to the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Um, but what are, what are your thoughts on that? Because I thought that was that was pretty pretty cool. Yeah, he's kind of like saying beauty is not just skin deep. It's it's more than it's more than just that. It's more than just this cute little being that's running around (laughs) doing cute things um i mean i i get what he's saying but i also feel like the directors are kind of and the writers are kind of setting us up to love how cute he is you know know? it's like okay i I get what you're saying but how are we not to go oh he's so cute they're not really giving us anything else at this point yeah no i agree yeah he's just kind of putting the warning out saying Mm -hmm. hey look he, he's he's a whole lot more so yeah yeah and he did some pretty cute things this episode it was he made me laugh a few times um, yeah yeah but yeah so i just wanted to mention that 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 was uh that was kind of interesting so um all right well let's uh let's kind of dive deep into this episode so like i said this was directed by rick fumayawa uh and this had a lot of great actors uh in this film are in this episode. Um, I don't know if you'll know any of them um, <laughs> because some of them were like a little obscure, but like uh, I, I like I saw through their makeup, like because I don't like look ahead of time of like through the uh, at the IMDb to like know who's who. But like the the two that were in makeup who we'll get to, I was like, oh, that's that's awesome. I didn't know they were going to be in this episode. Um, uh, but yeah, so this episode kind of starts with with. Um, Mando pulling in to like this space station, um, right. so somewhere we've never been before, uh, and he runs into an old friend who was uh, waiting for him to get there, uh, and we find out this guy's name is Ranzar Malk, uh, played by the actor Mark Boone Jr. Uh, do you have any idea who this guy is? No idea. Uh, no okay yeah he's <laughs> he shows up in a lot of different things he's he's a pretty big like character actor um like he's been in a bunch of christopher nolan films as like smaller roles he was in the movie memento batman begins uh but he he's just a character actor that's been in a lot of different films um i just those are the couple that i i mentioned offhand i think he was in the show sons of anarchy um, but he, uh, he, he was in a lot. Um, so he's the, fir- the first guy we meet and, uh, he seems like a little kind of, I don't know, kind of, kind of scummy, but I guess we'll, we'll find out more about him a bit later. But we, we find out that like, what I found interesting with their first kind of run in is that 
we learn that it seems like Mando's pretty old. Yeah, that really surprised me. That, like, really surprised me because I got the feeling that he was younger. And this guy was like, oh, just like back in the good old days. And I'm looking at him like, this guy is old. He's clearly not in good shape. He doesn't look like he could do any sort of fighting anytime soon or like he did any fighting recently. So, but Mando's like moving around pretty good. I, I was very confused about Mando's age at this point. I That was really shocking to me. Yeah, that's what I think was like one of the biggest revelations. Or I don't mm-hmm. know if revelations is the right word to use, but one of the biggest things we got clued on on Mando's past was mm-hmm. um, just like, okay, he's he's definitely a lot older than I thought. I mean, he's probably like maybe in his... I mean, we know we know Pedro Pascal is the actor behind it, and we know he's, he's a little bit older. I think he's in his 40s. Um, but he's right now he's only doing the voice of the character. And of course, Mm -hmm. like he's in the costume. Um, but we don't know if we'll ever see his face and imagine like he's, yeah, he could be younger, but, um, so I don't know if that surprised anyone else, but it sounds like it surprised you and I. So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I thought that was, uh, that was kind of neat there. Mm hmm. Uh, and then that's when he introduces him to this new character called Mayfeld. Uh, now, what did you think of their, that first kind of character or in, in experience? And do you even know who the actor uh, that plays that guy? Okay, I saw something really briefly that this character or this actor was deaf. Is that right? Uh, no. Is there somebody else in this episode who's deaf? Uh, not no, I didn't hear anything about that. I don't, I'm confident. No. <laughs> okay. I saw something online that was like deaf actor makes his appearance in star Wars. Then I thought it was this episode, but maybe not. Okay. Um, I thought he was kind of a rough and tumble kind of guy. Um, I didn't trust him right away. He seemed a little shifty. Uh, yeah, I just, I didn't, I didn't trust him. Okay. Do you do you know the actor that plays him? No, I didn't recognize him at least. Okay. Well, maybe I shouldn't say his actor, but he's actually a famous comedian, Bill Burr. Have you heard of that name before? I've heard of him. Okay. So Bill Burr, he's hilarious, but like, he's kind of controversial because he like he play like he gets pretty like raunchy with like his material. Um, oh. and like, he's not really afraid to like say what's on his mind, like at all. Like he'll say, like, he'll say what people are thinking and it's just like, ah, oh, I, I maybe agree with you, but man, that's a crappy thing to say. But it's, so it's kind of interesting that he was booked on a Disney show. Um, yeah, that but, is interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of him. I think he's, he's hilarious. Um, and he has a super popular podcast, um, I think it's called, I can't remember the name of it, like Monday Morning with Bill Burr. I, I, I'm not sure. But he's he's acting in a bunch of different things. Uh, he was uh, on a few episodes of Breaking Bad and smaller things here and there. Um, but yeah, he played Mayfeld. And I actually thought he did a really good job in this role. Um, I, I liked him a lot. Uh, he seemed like, again, a, like a straight shooter for the most part. Um, but it's I thought there was a pretty funny line because... The the guy uh, Malk he he was like oh yeah he used to be a former oh, yeah. former Imperial sharpshooter uh, and Amanda's then, like that's not saying much right or something yeah. like that yeah <laughs> yeah because of course the joke is all stormtroopers miss but and then but uh, Mayfeld was quick quick to saying like hey listen I wasn't a stormtrooper so mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yeah that was uh, that was kind of funny and then there was a a mention i think i think it was mayfeld that mentioned that because pretty much they they need a mission to break this guy out of prison but they need the mando ship the razor crest uh and there was a reference to that i think mayfeld said it was a, a canto bite slot machine um do you do you know what can't canto bite is no, I heard that reference. And I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so Canto Bite, um, Canto Bite was a planet that was featured in the Last Jedi. Okay. And they're like, so I love the Last Jedi. I mean, the Last Jedi is very divisive. Some people just hate it. Other people love it. 
Um, I love it for the most part, but there's a whole sequence on this planet Canto Bite, and I think it's pretty bad. Um, so it's just mm. funny that they're referencing Canto Bite. So. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. By the way, real quick, I looked up this deaf actor thing, and it was not from this episode. It was actually from last episode. Last, who was it in the last episode? One of the Tuscan Raiders who was doing the sign language. That was actually a deaf actor. Oh, that's, I guess that's why they're signing. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Apparently he's been in the number 23, Criminal Minds, CSI New York, and Scrubs. Interesting. Okay. So huh. there you go. What's the, act was, what's the actor's name? Troy Kotzer. Okay. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, I guess he added some new lore uh, to uh, to the Star Wars universe because I didn't yeah. because we didn't know that the Tuscan Raiders could sign. So yeah, so there we go. Yeah, there we go. Um. So yeah. So this is that they kind of they they get this mission. They they need to rescue someone who is imprisoned mm. by the New Republic. Uh, pretty much the mission is that the f like five of them need to go rescue him. And that's when we kind of start meeting a lot of the other folks. Um, mm -hmm. Now, I think the first uh, after Mayfeld, we meet the character Berg, mm -hmm. who, who, which is a, a Davaronian. I think I think I'm saying it right. Davaronian. Um, now, the only other time I ever remember seeing a Davaronian in the Star Wars universe is actually in A New Hope. Uh, I, it was fresh in my mind. I just watched it uh, again, and there was a someone of that same species sitting in the the can, uh, cantina scene. Um, so that's these Deveronians. That's the big guy named Berg, uh, mm -hmm. and he's kind of like hulking around, all big and tough, with the horns on his head. Yeah, he reminded me of somebody that we'd see in like a Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that was actually played by the actor Clancy Brown. Um, now this guy, this is another, I don't even know if I want to call him character actor, but he's been in tons and tons of stuff. Uh, he was in the Shawshank Redemption. He was in Starship Troopers. Uh, this guy is like, he's in just, he's in a lot. He's in, mm. he's in a lot of things. Um, and if you look up Clancy Brown, Clancy Brown, you're going to know exactly who that is because he's been in a million and one things. Um, uh, so, uh, oh yeah, wow, I'm looking I'm looking at his IMDb real quick and he was in a Mickey Mouse TV short because he, hmm. he does a lot of voice work as well because he has like a really cool voice. Hmm. Um, so he's in a ton of voice work. But That's cool. Yeah, so as soon as I heard his voice, I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's Clancy Brown. That was really neat, so... Um, that was one, one actor. Um, so they, they haven't met before Mando and Berg. They never met. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, tell us, tell us about the next character that he meets. They meet the droid who's named zero, I think. Yep. Zero. Yep. Yeah. His movement when he was like walking around reminded me of C3PO with like his arms kind of partially bent and moving back and forth a little bit. I was like, oh, <laughs> I think the actor, whoever is doing that, is modeling it off of C-3PO. Um, anyways, this droid seemed to have a little bit of an attitude. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the older guy, I forgot his name, kind of hinted at that as well. Um, and he looks like a bug, his face did. Yeah, he did look like a bug, yeah. I don't know what kind <laughs> of droids those are called. Um, I think they, I think there was a droid similar to that in like A New Hope. Mm. Um, but yeah. So, and that, you know what? Actually, he kind of reminded me of I don't know if you remember from Star Tours, the ride, the little droid that's saying, like, put your belongings below your seat and buckle up, and like the little uh instruction droid um on the screen. That's what this droid reminded me of. Uh, I don't remember, I'm not sure, I don't remember. Um, but cool, yeah. That, uh, so that guy was actually Zero was voiced by this uh, actor writer uh, named Richard Iode. Um, I, I hopefully I'm saying that right. Uh, he's an English actor, um, but he's he's all, he's also pretty popular. I know a lot of like fans of his were super pumped to see him in this episode, or at least to hear his voice in this episode. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but yeah, so he was voiced by him. And then uh, tell us about the the next, uh, the la- I guess the last crew member that we meet. Oh, I could not stand this person. Oh, I loved her. <laughs> well, okay. I, I think she was performed very well, but I... Like, as a character, I was like, oh, I don't like her. Um, Shion was her name? I think I'm saying that right. The yeah, I'm purple, pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was it. The purple lady. Uh, she and Mando have some sort of history. Um, it's unclear if there was, like, a relationship between them. It kind of seems like that's what everybody was hinting at. Yeah. Do you, do you remember a few weeks ago I was talking about the Twi'lek bathhouses? Yes, yes. Is she one of the people that, like, hangs out there? Well, so her species are the, she's a Twi'lek. Um, oh. Yeah, so she she's a Twi'lek. Um, we don't, yeah, we see them as mainly just like these like sexy types like walking around and she definitely gives off that like sexy vibe in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is unclear whether or not they had a relationship or not, but they definitely have some kind of history. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really excited because it was, the actor who or the actress who played this was Natalia Tena. Um, again, a, a little obscure name, but like I was a big fan of her character in Game of Thrones. Um, she played a character, Osha. She was the, the guardians over uh, the Stark boys. Um, she was taking care of like Rickon for a while. Um, so, and of course, Bran Stark. If anyone watched Game of Thrones, did you watch Game of Thrones or no? I didn't. I'm like totally behind on the times. <laughs> okay. Well, if if anyone's a Harry, are you a Harry Potter fan? It's been years since I've seen the movies, but yeah, okay. I was. She, she was in the last four movies, so Order of the Phoenix and on, but she played the character uh, Nymphadora Tonks. Okay. 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 Yeah. So she uh, she that was that was her character. So she was in two big uh, major franchises, but that was the person who played the Tweetlick. And as soon as like I was trying to figure out who that was, and then I like finally I I just I got it. I'm like oh it's I I didn't know her name but I knew exactly who she was and I loved her in like Game of Thrones. But anyway, so that is that is the squad. The squad is all ready to go and uh, they're going on this mission. Um, uh, so they that's when they kind of leave they are they're heading over to the new republic like imprisonment spaceship or whatever you want to call yeah. it yeah. um so they're they're on a flight on the way in um and i thought there was a pretty pretty good or i mean was this before or after uh they were i think they were questioning about why the mandalorian like why they even needed the mandalorian and mayfeld was like Oh, they're supposed to be like the best warriors in the galaxy. And I think Berg says, well, how come all the Mandalorians are all dead? Yeah. 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 So that's just the alluding more to the like the genocide of, of his of his people. So. Right. Um, they were kind of mean to him on the ship. I felt like uh, I feel like they're like making fun of him or questioning him. I, I don't I didn't like their attitude towards him on the ship. And then. They were kind of roughing each other up a little bit, and Baby Yoda got revealed, and um, they were kind of rough with Baby Yoda too, a little bit. Yeah, I think I think what I found interesting about this is, uh, so Mayfeld he picks up Baby Yoda like very gently, and then mm-hmm. he like pretends to drop. Yeah, drop that was him. not okay. It was so sad. Yeah. So what I found interesting, um, Mando like flinched, like like. If he was going to drop him, like Mando was going to try to go catch him. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is in just earlier, like a few minutes earlier, when we met Sheehan, she like put like a knife really quickly to his throat, like trying to scare him. But like he didn't flinch at all. Oh. Um, so I thought that was like a cool like kind of thing. Like, listen, knives don't scare me. But if you drop Baby Yoda, something's You're dead. Happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crap's gonna go down. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I just thought that was uh, that was a kind of a neat thing there. Um, <laughs> so that's when they land on the ship uh, and they break in. Mm-hmm. Um, the one like kind of nitpick I had with this episode is like, so we're, we're walking. They're walking in the ship, and that's when it starts getting like a. We're getting into more suspense territory a bit. Um, but the prisoners, 
they have there's all these prisoners like in this ship and what kind of annoyed me is like none of them are just being like loud when all of this like chaos is going on yeah throughout the episode like you know like when you watch prison movies if, yeah like, the alarm's going off they're all yelling like hey hey let yeah. me out let me out. you're like you know what i mean yeah they're they're all just sitting there i guess i yeah. don't know they're like they're just like oh i guess we'll just all stay in here um, yeah at one point i was actually suspecting mandalorian to like release a lot of the prisoners um oh. later on but i was it made sense for him not to because he had to get back to the ship and it would have caused a lot of issues if he released it but mm-hmm. anyways we'll uh we'll get to that part but um but yeah, so one one cool little Easter egg here. Maybe not an Easter egg, but a cool reference. One of the prisoners, uh, there was a species. Uh, did you see the species with the four arms? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, so that was a cool callback uh, to the Solo, a Star Wars movie. Um, there was a character, uh, I'm blanking on his name. I can't remember his name at the moment. Uh, but the, the species is called an Ardinian. Um, and John, John Favreau, of course, who created the Mandalorian, he voiced the character from Solo. Um, yeah, it was a pretty, it wasn't a huge part, but it was this, the species, the Ardinian, uh, and that was what the species was that was imprisoned. So that's cool. Just a, a cool little thing there. Um, and of course, uh, what happens is Berg shoots that like mouse droid. Yeah. Yeah. Dumb, dumb idea. Because <laughs> now all the all the droids are on alert that something's up. Um, yeah, this first droid fight. Well, I was thinking about this because you know how in previous episodes Mando's kind of like struggled against some of the enemies that he's been fighting. This one, like, he kind of wipes out the droids really easily. And I wonder if he's, <laughs> I wonder if he's more motivated because we know he doesn't like droids, so he's just gonna take them out. Yeah, maybe that was actually mentioned a lot in this episode too. That mm-hmm. like they kept mentioning, oh, Mando, you still don't like droids, you still don't trust them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's possible. He's like, listen, I gotta get, I gotta get rid of these droids. I can't have them walking around or whatever. So right, right. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah. So so Mando. Uh. Yeah. Kind of just like. Just starts going knocks at him, knocks him yeah. out, rips him apart. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so that was fun though. That was a really good action sequence. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Then that's when they go to the bridge and they find that there's a new Republic pilot uh, or officer just kind of on the deck there. Mm-hmm. Um, and another, so another cool, so there's a lot of cameos, which we'll get to more, but this was a cool cameo. Um, so do you know, do you know who that was? Probably not. No, <laughs> that's a good guess. I do not know. Uh, so I actually had no idea who this was. Um, but I found out later that it was the voice actor Matt Lanter, and Matt Lanter voiced Anakin Skywalker in the TV show Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Oh, how cool for him to do that! Yeah, so he doesn't do a lot of uh, of um, what am I trying to say? Real life, lo- like real life series, um, live action, live 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 action. That's what I'm trying to say. He started out more of like a voice actor, but now he, I think he's done a bit more uh, uh, TVs, TV movies and stuff. Um, or TV. Uh, anyways. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> so that was that was him. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that's um, cool. Yeah. And then. Sorry, go ahead. So he has this tracking beacon, right? Uh, distress signal beacon. I think that's what I would probably call it. Well, they kept calling it tracking beacon. Uh, I guess it could be, it could be either or it was, it was, it was, it was, uh, clicked to send out a distress signal, but I guess it's right. the, also, you're right. It's also to track the location. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wrote it down as tracking beacon because yeah, I was listening to what they were saying, but it seems different than the tracking fob. Yes. Correct. Yeah. <sighs> they so. have to name it like the exact same thing. Of course. <laughs> um, I really liked that standoff scene where they were like, let's just shoot him and they're like no don't shoot him uh that was really that was really cool and i think well written uh well acted yeah Um, no that was that was intense like that yeah i didn't know how that was gonna play out 
yeah, and that, I feel like that was just a sign of the intensity of things to come also. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, that was, uh, I love the standoff. Mando was like, Melissa, we're not killing him. And then it was, uh, it was Shan that threw her dagger at him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. That's what it was. Um, and I already didn't trust this group of people. And then when she did that, I was like, now I just definitely don't trust this group <laughs> of people. That like sealed the deal for me. Um, but in that squabble, that beacon ended up going off. So, um, zero back on the ship alerted them like, Hey, you guys got 20 minutes or whatever it is, um, to get out of there. Yeah. And Shan's like, we only need five. Uh, <laughs> and of course that's not true. So what a surprise. Yeah. I know. Uh, so yeah, so they go to break out this other prisoner. Uh, we find out that it's another Twi'lek named Quinn, uh, and he also has a history with Mando and is the brother of Sheehan. Um, uh, and then unfortunately, uh, Berg kicked Mando into the cell and left him behind. So Yeah, that was really intense. I was like, no, when that happened, I was, I was very upset. Um, yeah. I, was that ex- I was expecting something to happen. Yeah, the other thing that confused me a little bit, you know how they shot into the cell when they threw him in there and like the bullet kept bouncing around. Where did it go? Like it it disappeared after a little bit. Um I like don't did know it we, yeah, Does I don't... it just like die out eventually or did it like hit his armor somewhere? Um I I don't know. I'd have to look back very closely to see how it died out. Um, I think eventually it just it just goes away. It reminded me of the scene from the trash compactor scene from New Hope where they shoot in there and the blasters just like deflect off the walls. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure I'd have to watch it. I'm not sure what went. It could it could have hit his armor, I guess, and could have stopped it, but yeah, <laughs> not sure. Uh, uh, and then what else? So we then got? well, then he gets himself out pretty easily. Um, I'm glad he got himself out quickly because I was thinking, okay, now we're going to have him just like sitting in the cell trying to think of think of a solution here. Uh, so I'm glad he got himself out quickly. And then he uh, put the ship on lockdown, essentially. Yeah, so this is where it kind of turns into like a, like a horror movie. Yeah, like, it, was, it was scary. Yeah, like I got some serious horror movie vibes. And now... I want to kind of break this up, the, how we're going to talk about the rest of it, because like it switches back and forth pretty rapidly between different parts. Um, mm-hmm. So, but first, I do want to discuss the music because now that it kind of switched to this horror-like state, it actually uses in the the musical score, it uses like strings, yeah, uh, to really uh, kind of uh, accentuate. What's the word? Accentuate is that the right word to use? To um, to to make it more scary because like if you listen to like any horror movie soundtrack like there's there's strings in it like you got violins like listen to the insidious soundtrack or the conjuring all you're gonna hear are just strings and that's what they were doing on the score i'm like oh this is like cool because mando he like they went into like lockdown mode or whatever where there's it's all red the hallways are all red now there's like flashing lights um, mm-hmm. and it's just, yeah, it's super creepy and dark and, oh man, I, abs- I absolutely loved it. Yeah. The combo of the string music and then sometimes like the shots down the hallways, like just the still shots reminded me a lot of the shining, how like they'd just be looking down the hallway and, uh, you know, the little kid rolls by on his, on his tricycle <laughs> <laughs> with the music. I was like, oh, this is a lot like The Shining. Okay. Um, yeah, it was, it was really creepy. They did a good job at, at setting the tone. Yeah, no, I, I really loved it. And that's when I was like, oh, this episode is, is great. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. So first I want to um, kind of start with, because everything keeps cutting back and forth. Mm-hmm. For the most part, so I want to I want to kind of turn first to Zero, who's mm-hmm. who's who's been hiding in the ship the whole time. Not hiding, but like manning the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been like a, the point of communication with the rest of the the group, but Mando ended up like knocking out comms, so they don't have it anymore. 
<laughs> um, so Zero ends up finding out some information about the Bounty Hunter Guild and how, I guess, Mando was supposed to turn something in. Mm -hmm. uh, and then that's when, like, Baby Yoda kind of just, like, chilling behind his chair, like, saying, hey, dude, like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, Baby Yoda kind of, like, disappears for a bit. Um, yeah, and Zero pieces it together pretty quickly. He's like, hmm, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So then you got you kind of get, like, Zero, like, going throughout the ship looking for him. And that's when you get Baby Yoda just, like, peeking his head a little bit past this, like, crate. And then mm -hmm. he's like, oh, let me move back. I don't want him to see me. <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. just, it's hilarious. Yeah, you see some of that intelligence and that free will that we didn't see last time, last episode. Yeah, no, yeah, he he was he knew exactly what was going on. He was like well aware of the situation. He's like that guy's bad. I can sense something is wrong. Let me like just go and hide. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so that's uh, that's kind of what happened for the most part. Um, but so we'll we'll get back to them soon. Uh, when I get, we'll get back to it towards the the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. um, but this is where like Mando just kind of starts just being like a like a killer. Not, I mean, oh, he's yeah, not, he's not a killer. But when I say killer, I mean that in like a horror movie sense, mm -hmm. where he's like kind of stalking his prey. Yeah, it was scary. Yeah, it was really scary. I would not want to be on the receiving end of being stalked by him. <laughs> No, not at all. Because <laughs> he was he was willing to kill all of them. Yeah, so he he wanted some revenge, uh, and that's when uh -huh. like he he met Berg. Well, actually the uh, the group actually gets split up. Right. Um, so there's Quinn with Mayfell together, and then Sheehan and Berg together. Mm -hmm. And Quinn was like, "Listen, just get me out of here. Kill Mando." I'm, I don't care. I'm going to leave my sister behind. Like, I don't care about her pretty mm -hmm. much. He's like, I'll pay you triple. Just kill Mando and let's get out of here. Mm -hmm. uh, so Quinn is kind of just like, he's like a real scummy character. What oh, did, yeah. What do you what did you think of this character overall? I Yeah, I agree. He was totally scummy. He just wanted out of the little prison and he just wanted to go. Yeah, he like, he acted like really tough. But like he didn't mm -hmm. do anything tough at all. Like no, he. I was. Uh, he, his, to me, he was the weakest character in this show, mm -hmm. uh, or in this episode. I mean, and he was all talk. He was like, "I'm gonna act real tough, but I'm not really gonna do anything about it." <laughs> well, it's um, kind of how scummy people are in real life. So <laughs> yeah, like, but like he was trying to like outsmart all of these people, and he just like didn't like. I just didn't think he had anything good to do this episode. He was just there to get him, like, he was there to get, uh, um, what's broken out of prison. Uh, yeah, and I think that took Mayfeld by surprise a little bit, too. Yeah, I think so. Because I don't think he really, I guess he didn't really know him that well. well actually, they, right. I don't think they knew each other at all. They were no, just hired for the job. That's what it was. Yeah, because he made a comment like, but it's your sister. And he was like, uh, he said, like, oh, I don't care. And he's like, oh, what a pleasant family. Like, Yeah. <laughs> some really sarcastic comments. So I think Mayfeld was surprised as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So then, let's see. Yeah, then we got the fight that broke out between Berg and Mando on the bridge. That was really awesome. I like that a lot. Oh, that was too. When the door, like, slammed on him in the beginning. Well, first of all, Mando, like, sprayed his face with fire. <laughs> And I laughed so hard when his face was like steaming and he was like, Err, he made this growling noise. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> it was just like a creepy but kind of funny moment. Um anyways, then the door slammed on him and he like rose up carrying the door. I was like, holy crap, and then the door slammed on him again. That was such a fun moment. Like so in a, like, in a twisted way. So is it just me or like I, I mean, I like if you haven't seen this episode, we all know it's spoilers. Actually, wow, we didn't do a spoiler warning in the beginning, but I'm sure everyone knows that by now. <laughs> um, but like, I thought he was dead. Like, I was like, oh, oh he's for like, sure. he got he got smashed in that door. That guy is dead. Like, That's what I thought too. So I don't understand what exactly happened. I guess yeah. like it just 
kind of hit his... I don't know. I Like, I don't know what happened. Like, I thought he would have been smushed, so... At the end, he it looked like he woke up from being, like, passed out or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, my head hurts really bad. Oh, I'm okay now. Like, yeah, he didn't look terribly injured. No. Yeah, so, I don't know. I was, <laughs> I was really surprised by that, but love the fight. Uh, great choreography. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fire had me rolling, I guess... I guess he's like flame resistant, that species or something. I don't really I look mean, into it. I mean, he's but. red and he's got horns. Like, he kind of represents the devil. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I guess you're right. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so then after that, let's see what we got in my It was Shion versus Mando. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, With yeah. With the knife fight. Is that what it was? Or. Yeah, oh, yeah. she. She was like throwing his knives at him or her knives at him. And then they ended up doing like hand to hand combat, but we never really saw the conclusion. Yeah. We don't know what her fate was, but yeah, that was pretty cool with the, uh, him being at the end of the hallway and her just mm-hmm. like kind of like throwing the knives at him. So that was cool. Yeah. That was, that was pretty brief. That only happened pretty quickly. <laughs> and then I feel like the, the next, the next one was Mayfeld. I felt that that fight was really brief also, but I, this was my favorite part when the lights were flashing and he was like creeping up behind yes. Mayfeld. That was so good. That was my favorite part. Yeah, that was like some of the best imagery. Uh, and oh, that's yeah. like that's like straight out of horror movies, like stuff oh, like yeah. that. I was like, yes. I don't I don't care if that's been like done over and over, but just seeing the Mandalorian like like that with the flashing lights and the cool imagery, like yeah, that was really neat. I like. Oh that. yeah. And in the context of the whole episode, with the music and the tone and everything, it worked so well. Yep. Yeah, no, yeah. 100, 100%. Yeah. But then we didn't see the conclusion of that fight either, so... No. I mean, I was fine with it, though. I was I was okay. I liked I liked having it open, because that's, like, sometimes that's what horror movies do. They, like... That's cut, true. They cut away, so... Yeah. Um, and yeah, then what... we get to Quinn, right? Yeah, the Quinn the coward. So. <laughs> yeah, and he's trying to run away, and Mando kind of corners him there. Yeah, yeah. He said that um, he was wondering if. Uh, oh yeah, he asked Mando if like he had killed the others, um, and Mando just said they got what they deserve. So we don't know what mm-hmm. had happened. Right. Uh, but yeah, Quinn gives this whole speech about how he can get all this money if he brings me back, um, which is true. So yeah, he ends up bringing back Quinn and how he's a man of honor. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when we shift to, we go back to zero. We see mm-hmm. zero finding baby Yoda. And then you see baby Yoda. He like goes to use the force and we're like, Oh, is he going to like do something to the droid? And all of a sudden the droid kind of like shorts out or whatever, whatever. And we think it's baby Yoda. And it was really funny because like, he like looks at his hand, like, Wait, did, did I, I do that? Did I, yeah, did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I thought at first like he deflected the bullet or something like that. Yeah, I thought that would have been a lot cooler if like he was the one that took out Zero. I was really hoping for it. I know. But I know. I still, I still like that moment though. Yeah. Well, maybe they're building us up for that. Like maybe they're showing us like he is capable of it, but he's not ready yet. You know. Yeah, there, there's got to be something big with him in the next couple episodes. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it was actually the it was actually Mando that shot him. So. Yeah. So Zero's definitely dead. The only one that's definitely dead. Yes, that's for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, just to kind of wrap this up, uh, yeah, he brings uh, Quinn back. He gets paid. Um, no questions asked no about everybody else. <laughs> Uh, and then Ran, uh, after Mando, the Mando leaves, he gets paid. Uh, Ran orders to like shoot them down, which is yeah, that's kind of sucks. Yeah, um, but uh, oh yeah, we forgot to mention earlier in the episode there was a there was a shot where the where Mando when he was on the bridge he picked up that like this distress signal tracking beacon whatever you want to call it, uh, and then we knew that was going to come into play later, and that's where it is he. He put it on um, Quinn, mm-hmm. and uh, what happened? Uh, the rebel, or not? Actually, no, not rebel. The New Republic X-wing fighters come to to kind of take out the ship. Um, and now this was actually pretty cool. So 
all of these pilots were special cameos. I figured as much because they had such short screen time. I was like, oh, and it looked like some older Star Wars footage that I remember seeing. So I was like, oh, okay, this is obviously a callback. Pretty sure they're using older people that I don't know. <laughs> well, it's not old footage. They didn't use old okay. footage. Yeah. Okay. They did okay. use old footage in Rogue One. Uh, oh. Yeah, it was actually pretty cool in Rogue. Did you ever see Rogue One? I'm not sure. Okay, so it takes place right before New Hope. So they actually used old X-Wing footage um, from A New Hope, and they put it into Rogue One. It's actually really cool how they did it. Um, But for this episode, all three of those people, they were directors of the Mandalorian episodes. Oh, how fun. So the one guy is Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni directed the last episode as well as the first episode. He's the one that created um, Rebels. Uh, He's also a writer on the show and producer. Uh, Then the other pilot uh, was Rick Fumayama. Uh, He is the director of this episode as well as episode two. Uh, And then Deborah Chow, uh, she is the other pilot and she directed episode... So three, I want to say. I think she did three. I can't remember that offhand. Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. So she directed episode as well. And she's going to be the one that's directing the Obi-Wan series that comes out probably in the next couple of years. Um, but yeah, so that was, I didn't realize when I first watched the episode, I didn't realize that they were, those were all cameos by them. Uh, but then I read, of course, later on that they were cameos. So I thought that was pretty, pretty neat. That's cool. Uh, yeah. And then after that, we find out that Mando didn't kill the other folks, but they are in prison. Um, so, yeah, so that that's it. That's the episode. Um, yeah, I don't think it left off on a cliffhanger like the previous one did. No, it didn't. No. Um, so, I mean, it, it's tough because, like, I want to speculate about these excuse me, these episodes, but it's, it's kind of tough to do Mm -hmm. that with these like adventure episodes. So, yeah, I don't um, think we'll see these people again. I really don't like they're stuck in the prison. I don't know that. will I just, I don't think we'll see them again. No, I, I definitely don't think so either. I think this was like a, like a one and done Mm -hmm. uh, episode. Um, but I, I feel like we have two episodes left. Um, now, uh, as you're listening to this, uh, this is coming out very early Tuesday morning. Uh, but on Wednesday is when the next episode is airing. Um, and I wonder if I don't know if there'll be any ties to Rise of Skywalker at all. We'll see. But there will be a sneak preview of Rise of Skywalker. Um, and then next Friday, the 27th or no. Yeah, next Friday, the 27th is when the last episode comes out. So these next two episodes, like I feel like they're going to connect pretty hardcore. I Mm -hmm. I don't want to say not hardcore, but I think they're, they're, they're going to connect more than the last couple have or the last few. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like they have to set something big up for the finale. Oh, for sure. Um, Cause they gotta, they gotta keep people excited for season two. Yeah. I I'm kind of speculating that next week, somehow Mandalorian and baby Yoda are going to get like separated somehow. And then Mm -hmm. like episode eight will be him like trying to get him back or something. Um, But that's, I don't know. That's kind of my feeling. That's the only uh, real speculation I have. I mean, I don't have much to go off of. I'm just like thinking of it out loud. Um, But usually like in a lot of TV series, like the penultimate episode is usually pretty big comparatively to the season finale. Right. Um, so I don't know. What What are your thoughts? I think we're going to find something. We're going to find out something about the person who approached the possibly dead body of the sniper from last episode. Yep. Yep. Because they wouldn't have shown that if it wasn't important in some way. I think we're going to find out that there is a ton of people chasing after Mando. And I think that they're going to start catching up with him in a very serious way. Um, I don't know if... Mando and Baby Yoda are going to be separated. Well, I'm going to change. I'm going to change my mind. Yes, I think they're going to be separated. And I think it's going to be 
a hard choice. Like I, I, I get the feeling that Mando is going to be put in a position where it's like you have to make a choice to either be separated or they're going to forcibly take Baby Yoda away. Yeah. No. The all all good speculation. Yeah. I I, I think pretty much all that's going to happen as well. Um, we're definitely going to see something. I feel like they're going to bring back uh, the Cara Dune character. Mm. I feel like she's going to come back. Um, well, yeah, we'll see who who we met in the past few episodes who's going to be back. So yeah. uh, we got exciting stuff coming up. Um, so by the time the next episode comes out, Rise of Skywalker will be out, which is super exciting. Um I think I asked you, you're you're probably not going to go see it in theaters, right? No, I don't think so. Well, at least you could, you could do is watch all the other Star Wars movies. So. <laughs> Maybe that'll be what I do over winter break. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You could do that. So, uh, But cool. Any, any last thoughts before we get out of here? I'm really excited for two days from now. Uh, we're getting down to the wire here. I know. I know. I know, super, super excited. But all right, well, that is going to do it for today. Uh, CJ, where can they find you? Um, I'm on Instagram at the Weekly Mouse and theweeklymouse.com. All right, excellent. So yeah, so that's it for this episode. Uh, make sure you're subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, uh, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or however you listen to podcasts. Uh, if anyone was following me on social media today, I did announce that I am going on an indefinite hiatus. Uh, I plan on discussing that at length on a future episode, pretty much after the Mandalorian episodes finish, uh, which is we have one coming up. Actually, I, I, we got to figure out when we're going to record uh, Wednesday's episode. We'll have to get that one out. Um, but then, yeah, after the after the next two episodes, I'll put out an episode kind of discussing what's going on with that. So, um, but yeah, so you can find all our all of our other episodes at excesspresspodcast.com as well. Well, all right, guys, thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt and CJ from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.